This is an irreverent podcast. Check out irreverent.fm for shows from all our friends. Hello and welcome to Exvangelical. I'm your host, Blake Chastain. Now, I know I'm returning to the podcast game a little later in 2018 and a little slower than I'd like, but trust me, there's a reason. If you're a member of the Exvangelical Facebook group or follow me on Twitter, you may have known that last week I was in the hospital. It was actually a planned stay, but it ended up being a bit more emotionally involved and personally revelatory than I thought it would. I've shared on a earlier minisode that I have a form of epilepsy known as focal epilepsy. That means that when I have seizures, it only impacts one portion of my body, specifically my right arm and shoulder, and I don't lose consciousness or collapse, but um, over 30 years of treatment and medication have gone by and they're still not fully uh, controlled or stopped. So my neurologist recommended that I have a procedure known as a SISCOM, which is this three to five day intensive sort of monitoring that happens where they want to capture you having a seizure both on tape as well as through all these other means, which includes like a a long ass MRI, um, continually having you hooked up to EEG electrodes and monitoring your, your brain function inject. Um, once you have a seizure, then they inject you with this radioactive dye, um, that makes it visible where your seizure happened in your brain. And then they do some new, uh, scans through something called nuclear imaging. They also did a whole bunch of barrage of these neuropsychological tests that I wasn't even expecting at all. And all of this is just packed into a few days. Um, so it's pretty intense. They, they don't let you, um, do anything without being monitored, including, you know, even getting up to relieve yourself. I mean, it's just uh, bonkers. Um, And so I, you know, I just showed up. I knew that this was going to be something that um, was, was scheduled and needed to be done just so that they could get the sort of information that they need. But I didn't really expect it to be as sort of, draining as it was. Um, and on that first day, I was just really sort of overwhelmed. You know, I was in the uh, neurology wing of the, that hospital and I was forced to reckon with something that has been a constant part of my life, but I've always, always, always tried to minimize it. And here I was it attached out all these electrodes to my head uh, for days and days and these cameras pointed at me with constant visits from doctors and nurses and tests and all this stuff. It was just reinforcing the fact that the thing I sought to ignore wouldn't be ignored anymore. Um, and yeah, I can, I can minimize it. I can contextualize the fact that the severity of my seizures are minimal or that there are worse conditions to have. But I also know that the right side of my body literally feels alien to me sometimes as if my body is not wholly mine. And that's not even something that is only when I have seizures. It's It can be a constant feeling. And it also got me thinking. I, while I was in the hospital, I was thinking about the podcast. I was lamenting the fact I didn't get an episode out last week. 
Um, and, you know, because of I do this podcast now, I process things at least partially in public, meaning that I, you know, I, I think about things relative to how I can talk about it in public or, um, or put it on the show so that it can be something that can be discussed. Um, so I was thinking about, <laughs> I was reckoning with this, this stuff. And then also, you know, thinking about evangelicalism, like I always do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I really s- started thinking about this within the context of how certain stories can be hidden from ourselves. Um, and I think that there is something about that, you know, relative to evangelicalism as well. Um, because, um, I'm not sure where it can be picked up. Um, I'm curious where I, where I in particular picked it up. Um, it wasn't necessarily a clear message, but it seems somehow to be this through line and this con- this very similar pattern that many ex-evangelicals have had that somehow, somewhere we were taught either explicitly or implicitly that ourselves were not our bodies and that our bodies were in vain, were, were just these vain, dirty things that still, you know, annoyingly needed to be cared for. Um, and here I am in my 30s still learning to care for myself and my body. Um, and it makes me wonder what other stories have you know, been obscured by this idea that even though, you know, Christianity teaches a literal incarnate God, a God made flesh, that evangelicalism in particular just so favored souls over bodies. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean, here I am again in my 30s, still sort of trying to figure out this particular part of what it means for me to understand myself and to give my body its best shot at normal uh, functioning behavior. And uh, I don't think I was done any favors by by my faith tradition that I was brought up in. Um, I mean, my, my parents taught me to, to, you know, take care of things, to get good sleep, to take my meds, to eat well, to listen to my doctors, especially relative to this. Um, and even though I, you know, I, I tried to minimize things, I, I, I knew that it was something that needed to be taken care of. But at the same, at the same time, I'm just curious as to, to the ways in which the stories that our bodies can tell us, um, can be obscured by evangelicalism. So this is where I turn it back to you. That's really what these minisodes are for is, um, a conversation starter really more than anything else. So this, again, I'm asking you, the listener, what story was hidden from you? In what way have you quite literally come to your senses from leaving evangelicalism? Let me know on Twitter. I'm at BR Chastain there. Let me know um, 
within the Facebook group. If you search for Exvangelical on Facebook, you should find the closed group. There is also a fan page um, for the podcast at facebook.com slash exvangelicalpod. But the actual conversations happen over within the community, uh, which is also found by searching Exvangelical on Facebook. Um, the interviews will be back in full swing starting next week. But in the meantime, if you want to help support the show, this will be that little final tag here. If you want to support the show, you can do it in three ways. The first way is by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That really helps people find the show because Apple has secret sauce that the rest of the podcast industry, even if you don't use Apple Podcasts or iTunes to listen or subscribe to podcasts, they still, it's the backbone of the podcast industry. So please rate and review it. That'll help the visibility of the show and more people will find it that way. The second way you can support the show is via Patreon at patreon.com slash exvangelicalpod. And finally, you can just let someone else know about the show. If you know there's another person that's uh, uh, left evangelicalism and is looking for stories of people who have done the same, um, please refer them to the show. It's a great way to know that you're not alone um, because you're not. There's lots of people out there who have taken the plunge and dove into a, a, a way of life outside of evangelicalism. Um, tell, tell people you know about the wonderful community that we have over on Facebook as well. Um, but yeah, any of those ways, I appreciate every single one of them. And again, if you want to uh, reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Twitter at brchastain. You can also send an email with any feedback or comments to contact at exvangelicalpodcast.com. All right, everyone, I will be back in full swing next week. In the meantime, let me know your stories, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye.